We are It's Just a Hill, a cycling club that promotes inclusion, judgment-free, with no gatekeepers. Focused on creating content from behind the handlebars to in the studio, It's Just a Hill is producing videos and podcasts to spread the message that cycling is for everyone. We are focused on reminding everyone that riding your bike can help you overcome any obstacle, because after all, it's just a hill. Welcome to another episode of the It's Just a Hill podcast. What was the term you guys used for me before? The moderator? Is that moderator. What you, that's what you think of me? Yeah. Uh, Moderating. Hi, I'm the moderator, John. Um, let's go around the circle and say our names. Oh, yeah. I'm Jeremy. Hi. Uh, I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Noah. We've all been here before. We've done this. Maybe not here, in another place. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome. Thank you all for being here. How have you been? Good. How's life? Great. Good. I've been, I've been good. pad tie. Yep. So. We rode... No, he had class earlier. Yeah, had a class earlier, but it's still a road here, so got to ride in. That's nice. How's class going? Oh, oh, I don't final, <laughs> final uh, next week's finals, so you know. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so, the end of the semester. Yeah, my, this is like the third to last class. It was a natural resource economics class. Wow. So does that mean you get? A, do you get a bunch of time off after, or you just go right back into the swing of things in the summer? Uh, summer, uh, we more focused on research. Oh, okay. Uh, not as many classes. Tasks, yeah. yeah. And then next semester, actually, I just have to take three more classes, and then I'm done with classwork and just have to take research credits. Nice. Nice. So, so that's almost like more of your own schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, Sweet. So, so there were a couple things that we'll touch on. One of the first things that we, you know, we sort of discussed, things that we wanted to talk about before. Uh, Jeremy, something that you brought up was like talking about like more in depth about like signaling and safety. The importance behind that is there anything like specific that you that you wanted to touch on because it is something that maybe we've we've talked about briefly yeah um but i do think it's like an important thing to like happen especially when you're riding well maybe only when you're riding with other people yeah, yeah. sometimes i point out holes in the road when i'm by myself but it's just out of habit yeah i've done that yeah, yeah i do it when i'm running now yeah i do it in my car <laughs> after a long ride like i'll point out something um but yeah, what is like what wh- why why did you think that would be a good thing to talk about um well after getting into a little crash recently yep. we all know about that yeah uh, i don't know i've just been more conscious about letting people know what my next move is sure you know not just holes in general mm-hmm. just like you know if you are looking down at your gps you know there's a there's a good chance that somebody else doesn't know that a turn is coming so you could just yell you know right turn ahead right and it's not like nobody's paying attention it's just like it's just you're throwing it out there kind of thing. Yeah, it's better to communicate than, like, assume that someone knows what's happening, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, other than that, like, I point out holes in the road. Yeah. And, you know, there's only so much you can do. Sometimes you don't see see holes. And Yeah. But um, even, like, like you said, like, calling things out as opposed to just signaling. Right. Because someone might not see your hand signal. Right. Right, so it's better to right. be communica- communicative. Communi- Is that a word? Communicative. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Communicative. Noah sort of gave me a. Hmm, so I don't know. Yeah, he's the doctor. He's like the intellectual <laughs> in the room. MC. Better to communicate. There we go. Yeah, communicative. Go. Communi- yeah, better to communicate. Communi- that's the name. If this ep- if the podcast had names, this then it would be communicative. Communi- 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 what was we were just saying before this started? Uh, earned. 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 Oh right, right. Yeah. Not a word. You earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, good to when you're pointing to also say what you're pointing at. Right. Right. Yeah. Something else that I I do, but not a lot of people, not a lot of other people do it, 
I don't know if, you know, there's probably some things that... Is he about to brag about something? No, it's, it's not a brag. Okay. I don't think it's a brag. No, I'm it's a not. Brag. Uh, <laughs> instead of using my the hand that you're closest to the turn... What am I trying to say? Um, I always use my left hand to right. signal turns. It's like a, you know, it's like motorcycle. a standard motorcycle thing. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I do that, it's not because... I want to be different. It's I always like to have my right hand on my rear brake. Yeah. So my left hand is always, you know, my signaling hand. Sure. I try to take my right hand off of my my hood as little as possible or like, you know, always be able to react quicker. Are you a rear brake dominant rider? Because I'm a front brake dominant rider. So you grab your front brake more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I use my yeah. front brake more than I use my rear brake. Wow. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I use my rear brake. Because momentum's on my side that way. That is true. You know? If I'm stopping the weight going forward, as soon as you let go on that front brake, then you're still, that momentum is still, I feel like it's in a more of a forward uh, action as yeah, opposed yeah. to a rear brake. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I never thought And like, I, you way. know, like, I feel like <laughs> growing up, when you're young and you're learning how to ride a bike, an adult might tell you, like, not to use your front brake, right? Because as a kid, maybe you have the, the tendency to, like, jam on that brake and then that means you're gonna go, go over flying over cars. the bars but i like to think that maybe i'm a little bit more experienced than that yeah yeah so i'm a i'm a i'm a front brake dominant rider huh yeah yeah i definitely grab my rear brake more than my front brake Noah, is there a brake that you uh favor over one one over the other oh geez depends on how you're riding maybe yeah. oh and you're yeah. that would definitely change with gravel right yeah, when you're right. mountain biking, you tend to want to use your front brake more because if you grab your rear, bay, rear brake, you're gonna uh, your back tire is gonna slide out. So yeah. you have yeah. more control on the front. Yeah. Brian, probably same. Yeah, I use I use both of them a lot. Like same at the, I'll brake at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Kind of just a habit, but yeah, I think I'm more front brake dominant also. I think it's also a valid point to be signaling with your left hand because that's the one that traffic is going to see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, traffic yeah. is more likely to see that left hand because it's out in the right. in, in traffic. Yeah, is there like a, a way to do it? Like, is that the, like, pointing like this? And is that like what you're supposed to do in cycling? I think what I think what Jeremy does is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Cool. But that goes back to like Air unwritten quotes. rules, which yeah, are right, like right. bullshit, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've never seen any other cyclists that we've ridden with use left hand only turns. No, no. It's no. always left or right. Yeah. Right. Like if you're turning right, you bring your right hand out. If you're turning left, you put your left hand. Right. Out. right. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But what no, I do. I mean, in like driving school, they teach you that. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you're taking a right and you're using your left hand, you do the fun you little... You can't point your right arm out the window. <laughs> right. So you do the fun little L. Yeah. Yeah, the L shape out the window. Yeah. And then if you're going to brake in your car, you go <laughs> yeah. opposite L. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Similar rules to cycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that just carried over. And I, it's just something I noticed that I do. Not that anybody sh needs to change because of that, but that's my reasoning behind me signaling like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it makes sense. It seems like very valid. Hmm. I'm going to try it more. Left Thanks hand. for bragging. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Just flex on everyone. Right <laughs> Left hand only. Um, yeah. So I think like that, I think that in, in communication in general, when you're riding is important for, for safety. Yeah. Right. I mean, it isn't, I, people that I work with, uh, recently were telling me that they're like, you have a dangerous hobby. And they said it in a way that I was like, 
like I know it's like cycling like can be dangerous, but I never thought of it like as inherently dangerous. I don't know. Do you guys think of it as like inherently dangerous? I do. No. You do? Yeah. No. I would say it's more it's the other people. It's the people around you, I guess, that make it dangerous, like people in cars. Uh huh. Yep. But I don't know. But that makes I mean, it dangerous to a, to an extent, right? Yeah. yeah. Depends on the type it's of more, riding you it's do. more dangerous. Also. Sure, sure. Yeah. There are definitely some types of bike riding that are significantly more dangerous than Downhill others. Downhill mountain biking? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Probably. And that there's yeah. no cars. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. But you're bombing down a mountain, yeah. right? Some A ski slope in, in the summer or something, yeah. right? Because that's normally how that works. Yeah. 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 It's more dangerous than crocheting, for sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, those needles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't gotten your tetanus shot using some rusty needles or something. I don't know. Now if you're crocheting while mm. you're cycling now. Okay, yeah, that that ups the ante. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but definitely on your point, I think it's better to be, to over-communicate than yeah. to, to under-communicate. Like, not saying something is far worse than saying, pointing to every single pothole. Like, I think people yeah. will appreciate that more than if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I agree. Sometimes I think I might point at too many things. But it's safer than the alternative yeah, of right. not pointing at things. Right. Yeah. So start pointing at things if you don't. We're not telling you what to do, but this is a very strong suggestion. Um, <laughs> Just a good habit to get into. No, it is a good habit. You're going to ruin yeah. people's days behind you. Right. Especially too when you ride with, if you ride with a lot of different people and stuff, you know, if you ride the same people, you might have group dynamics that sure. are figured mm-hmm. before the ride heads out. And if it's new right. people, it never hurts to just be extra safe yeah i think that even goes like at the beginning of a, of a group ride right like i've been to some group rides and like no one says anything to anyone you know no, like not not only just like the anti-socialness that i think happens like when someone pulls up to a ride and just like puts their helmet on or whatever but like just being like hey we're this is this is the type of ride that we're gonna do you know like we're gonna go after these like efforts here or we're gonna re- do a recovery ride or whatever you know like that just form of communication is is better not only yeah. in cycling but like in everything yeah right right yeah. yeah um okay cool next segment moving on um <laughs> brian something that you shared with the chat the other day there's a new lauf bike yeah. out What's um, it called? The Segla, S-E-I-G-L-A. How would you say that? Segla? Segla. They're Icelandic, so I don't know. Yeah. How do you pronounce something else? It, it adds Segla. increased tire clearance. You know it's um, it's European because tires with a Y. Yeah. And and softer stays. So frame flex and increased tire clearance designed to, to minimize buzz. So, Brian, you you have a Lauf. Jeremy and does Jeremy too. does too. Mm-hmm. Um, what what uh, models do you guys have? I have the True Grit. Uh-huh. I have the Weekend Warrior, but I think it's also considered the True Grit. So no, yours is the Weekend Warrior. Oh, is it? Which I think is now a model of the Sagal. Because if you look at it, there's like a whole bunch <coughs> of different ones. Yeah, it's an evolution of the brand's True Grit gravel bike and features much improved tire clearance and drop stays that give around four millimeters of vertical displacement. Um, yeah. What does that mean? Four millimeters of vertical displacement. For travel? Like, uh, essentially, it's like on mountain bikes, they have two options now for suspension, which is you have joints. Yep. On the back, where now you have these flex stays. So oh, it has, okay. It gotcha. actually flexes slightly. Gotcha. My the chain stays on my salsa have of some flex to them too. So that's what that means. There's yeah, yeah. four millimeters of play there. Interesting. And it's because yeah. they're mounting them into the <clears throat> seat post. So like on yeah. that, it's yeah, it's dropped more or less. So it's not directly into where the right, top two. Right. Right. And it's supposed to be yeah. more comfortable. Yeah, more comfortable. <laughs> right. It just seems like a lot of bike companies, like the new what, Super Six Evo. Yep. The tar- the tarmac, tarmac. All the bike companies yeah. seem to be adopting that. Drop technology. chain stays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That come lower than the top tube. I'm yeah. pointing to this bike that's in the room if you're just listening. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it comes below below the top tube, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I mean, this like you can fit super ass. Super ass fit? wide Super tires. Super ass tires. <laughs> <laughs> 57s. 57s are 2.25 inches, I uh, think, for the 29ers. Yeah. <laughs> huge. The tires are huge. I think the true grit is 45, which is what I have the true mm. grit. So they that's seven more yeah. Cs. Yeah, 700 uh, circumference and 57 centimeters. Or, like you said, 29 and 2.25 inch inch tires, like more mountain bike style. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's insane. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's kind of I mean, sick. Uh, w- Noah, you ride generally wider tires on your gravel bike, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And this is something that we've talked about before. People tend to think that wider tires have uh, higher rolling resistance and they slow you down. And <clears throat> what is your experience with riding on a wider tire? And why, like, why do you enjoy it? Or right. Why do you choose to do that? Yes, I ride a it's called a Gray's Wormhole. Hell which yeah! Is this uh, small bike company out of Massachusetts. Uh, that Mythic Bike Works deals with. Yep. Um, that started off as a downhill mountain bike company. Uh, and I run the Gravel King SKs, which are 50 mil. They have a 50 millimeter tire option. Yeah. Uh, and definitely for Rhode Island, you to connect the dirt in Rhode Island. Yes. Like, right. There's a lot of single track stuff you can ride. But it's also really fun to ride because it kind of brings back the bike to its original state as like a rigid mountain bike. Uh-huh. So that's why I kind of enjoy that just to ride that stuff. Um, yeah, their, their rolling resistance is great. Especially the Gravel Kings, they're not knobby. They they have some tread, but it's not too crazy. Uh, low rolling resistance, and like some of the other fun stuff you can do is like throw Cush Core. Now they have gravel yeah. specific Cush Core, and actually, yeah. uh, Mike just threw some in his bike. We've been doing this thing called Trodioing, okay. which is inspired after the new Pearl Izumi kit that we just got in the oh, shop. Very That's cool. the Rodeo. It's yep. like the gravel specific oh, yep, race yep, kit. Yep. So we've been going to Big River and just riding all the like flowy single track yep. uh, on these bikes. We've been calling it Trodioing. And now, do you have Cush Core in your bike? Uh, no, I don't. But so I don't run the tires low enough, to, yep. or the tire pressure low enough, but you could. Yeah. How would you explain? Some people might not oh, know yeah. what that is. What? How would you explain what Cush Core so is? Essentially, what Cush Core is, it's like a foam pad that's circular like your wheel and it insets into the rim and it basically provides cushion so that way you can run a lower psi yeah. and not worry about slapping your rim if you're riding mountain bike or gravel off-road and it initially was just mountain bike specific so mm-hmm. they had an xc and a i think that no, 29 inch wheel so now yeah. they make a 700 c specific yeah for well, can you run like 20 psi Oh yeah, like on the. I mean, you can run like five psi with fifty millimeter tires. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not fun to necessarily log up a hill, but sure. if you're going for a longer off road ride where you in Rhode Island, so like we're going to talk about later, Greasy Joe's, right? Something right. like that where you want to ride the chunk. It's nice just because it's a more comfortable ride. Yeah. And I think one of the true powers in gravel bikes, and like keep going back and forth in my opinion of them and what they should really be called which is i feel like an all-round bike because it really does everything it sure does and yeah it, all road bike is yeah, a yeah. thing that people like that brands will use that yeah. terminology yeah it, it has this really awesome ability to you can really adventure with it because you can ride a, on a road section and you're not lugging 29 or 2.5 inch or 2.5 right. inch tires right. up a hill but at the same time it's it handles well on trails and you can run these bigger tires on them so it makes it kind of fun fun bike yeah yeah, more all all around. Yeah. Right. Cause like we talk about you go on a gravel ride and it's so nebulous, like what yeah. that term yeah, is, right? Not only yeah, the yeah. bike, but like the type of ride. Right. Like the type of ride. You're finding fire roads, which what I would call like something that's as wide as a as a normal paved road or an average paved road, but it is 
it's rocks and sand. Right, right. And then you're connecting those roads with paved roads. Right. So you don't want to, like like you said, run something with Cushcore and 5 PSI on a paved road up yeah, a hill because hill. that tire sagging yeah. and you're like losing yeah. that momentum, right? Yeah. And then if you're going to go on some single track that's like even more technical, right. then it's really all across the board. It's yeah. not just a... A gravel ride. Like, that's right, just right. like you're just throwing this term out there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it it came across... I mean, sure, gravel's been around for a while, right? Gravel riding's been around for a while, but you sort of looked at it in, like, the old school way of cycling of, like, road and mountain bike. Right, and, like, right. what's in between. This hybrid mm-hmm. thing right, that's, right. Yeah. that suddenly appeared. So people call it gravel, but different people are totally different gravel rides, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. maniacs like you will say... <laughs> Jim, go- Jim Grimley. <laughs> yeah, or, or Grimley, right? Or um, like the, the ride that you did yesterday yeah, yeah. with Patrick, right? Yeah, yeah. There was some some gnarly single track in yeah, there, yeah, like yeah, really yeah. technical stuff. Yeah, and, some like proper hiking. And some stuff. people might just call that a gravel ride, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. you're going to go on the road a little bit. It's not just a mountain bike. You're riding a bike that's like more... Um, the frame size is similar to a road bike, right? right? right like in right. the sort of the uh, ergonomics of that frame is similar to a road bike. It's not like a full suspension mountain bike. Right, so right. Although you can get full suspension gravel yeah, bikes now. You Niner can. has one. Niner has really? one? Yeah, Niner has one. And then uh, I know your fork uses flex as well, right? Yeah. But yeah, and, and you're allowed. 30, 30 millime- millimeters of travel or whatever. Yeah. yeah and no. that looks very different than what do you call the, is it, what do you call like a, a mount, I don't ride mountain bikes uh, at all, right? Fork. Yeah, so yeah. The, a like, suspension fork that has, like, that the two has, stanchions. Yeah. or yeah, stanchions. Yeah. yeah, and you can actually get uh, rock shocks. No, no, excuse me. Fox now has a gravel oh, yeah. fork, but I gripe over that slightly because it's like, why would we make rigid road bikes to ride on dirt and then give it a, I, I don't know, a right. fork, suspension yeah. fork? But right. I understand where it's going with. It's like this whole comfort thing and such, but still, yeah. I kind of so. like the... Uh... The handlebar suspension thing? What's that called? Oh, yeah, that the Diverge has. The, yeah, uh, Specialized has that. What do yeah. they call Future that? Shock. You can get on the Roubaix Future as well. Shock. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Future, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, but it's like right below the it's, stem where the stem and the fork meet. The only bad thing that I hear about it is when you're climbing, when you're standing up in the saddle and climbing, you're like... Yeah, just flexing it. You're like pushing down on it. Sure. Like Whereas like the like my Lauf, you can't really feel it when you're doing that. Gotcha. It's like a pogo stick going yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I think a lot of like maybe say traditional mountain bike suspension forks, you can lock those out. Yeah. yeah. Right? Now can you lock the Lauf suspension no. out? No, you it's can't. It's like a leaf spring on gotcha. like a truck. Gotcha. But it's so stiff. Right. It really only reacts when it's like when it needs rocks. to. Yeah, and there's yeah. like mm. I don't know if they do this with a lot of bikes, but like I used to have a specialized uh, Epic. Yeah. And they had what was called the brain, and it was a uh, went to the rear shock, and it was essentially it would act so that the shock would only be uh, activated if it felt vibration. Oh, really? But once it stops working, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, you can have all these amazing suspension forks and everything else, but if they're not a, operating properly, is that like electronic? Do you have to charge? No, it uses yeah, it uses a. Uh, the same as like in a suspension fork there's oil and it uses pressure and it fills mm. it and then yeah so oh okay yeah. interesting and then you can like change the damper on it and how fast the rebound is and such mm. so. interesting uh, another like new piece of tech that's like just being introduced into like the pro peloton uh team dsm was supposed to use this for paris roubaix i think they ended up not using it but it is a it's it's something that goes on the hub to adjust your tire pressure on the fly. Have you have you guys heard of this at all? Yeah, it's so fucking no. crazy. Yeah, so it's built it, it's built into your hub like a dynamo hub, right? Mm-hmm. To like get power, but it is hooked up 
via the hub and uh, a lever on your hoods and one of your spokes will adjust the inflation of your tire on the fly. So if you're riding in something like, say, Paris-Roubaix or something that is a mixed type of ride that goes from tarmac to, say, cobblestones, you can adjust the pressure. So you're going to go to the cobblestones. You're going to drop the pressure live while you're riding. You don't have to stop. What the hell? Or yeah. you jack the pressure back up. Yeah. You have like a button on your hoods or something? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah, a yeah. way to set what the pressure changes? Yeah, there's probably that? a predetermined thing a predetermined. that you... Uh... Yeah, so you can set it like between... Yeah, if if there's there's different like options as to how to set it. So you can go like... Say it's... You want to go 50 or 80, right? Depending on what right. it is. Or you can just keep it like within a range. And if it drops below the range, it'll like pump it back up for you too. So if you're slowly losing pressure, like say you get... A puncture with tubeless, but you're still spinning, but maybe you lost some pressure, or your tire burps, right, right and you right. lose some pressure, it will automatically read it via your head unit and then re- reinflate. Wow. So is that an electric compressor? Is that what it is? It's got to be. Yeah, I, I'm like not that. entirely sure. I can see that getting adopted on a lot of race gravel bikes. Right? Like, yeah. Rate these The gravel pros using that type of technology now. Does huh. it say how much additional weight? Adds. I don't. What if your Shimano carbons break in half? Do they have a? Yeah, that's what happens when you ride on a flat on cobblestones. You get a flat and you want to keep hammering, and so (laughs) your Shimano Dura Ace Two happened twice. Yeah, happened to Wout Van Aert and Christophe Laporte during Paris Roubaix. Both of their tires, both of their wheels. Both Shimano. Yep, Shimano Dura Ace wheels. So, not great. Don't buy those. You can buy them for me if you want. If you okay. want to buy them for me, you can. Um, all right, so yeah, we're talking about a little bit of pro of pro cycling. Um, Lael Wilcox has been in the news lately, right? Uh, how would how would you guys go about describing Lael Wilcox, an endurance rider, right? Um, she is a pro rider. She's sponsored, um, but she recently did the what is it called, the Arizona Trail? Yeah, the Arizona Trail. Yeah, and. Um, Noah, what happened to Leah Wilcox? I have an article here in front of me, but um, she did she did this eight the AZT eight hundred. It's eight hundred and twenty seven miles across the state of Arizona from the U S Mexico border to the Utah border. Mm-hmm. She did it in the fastest known time, but they're not recognizing it. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because it's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what 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 happened? Do you know the story behind that? Uh, yeah. So basically, it was one of the rules they have for these types of events is that they're considered completely unsupported. You can't have a loved one, for example. With in this case, I think her wife is the one who records or makes oh, gotcha. documentaries and yep. does a lot of that work. Yep. And I believe she was with her yep. during parts of it. And there was some other things that they weren't really clear about in their posts. They just said that she had violated the rule, which was actually having a record- recording crew with you because these are right. technically supposed to be fully unsupported races. But it's not, I think what has created some tension is that there have been um, other cyclists who have, uh, Lachlan Moore and yep. Peter Stetna, who have also taken FKTs, with a, a, a crew documenting parts of it, yeah. but there weren't the same repercussions for them. So I think it was unclear on if it was what was driving these oh, gotcha. rules that was violated. Or yeah, because they're else. saying that her time will be noted, but not recognized for the record. Yeah. Right, yeah, because of no media crews. So you talk about self-supported, right? right. She is doing it all on her own, right? Yeah. Like Now, to have someone out there 
filming you is cool, right? I mean, yeah. it's like what we like to do, like you right, like make videos about our stuff and like share share the story or like share the triumph of it. Sure, there is like the camaraderie behind it, right? Yeah. You get to stop and like talk to someone, yeah. but um, she I still mean, did it. Yeah, like, yeah, she, she still, still stopped. did it. She got her own food. And yep, I think what should be taken into account is kind of why they're documenting this, which is Lael Wilcox is a, a very profound figure for yeah, women's cycling. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's very relatable to a broader community to see someone like Lael doing an event like that. So that's why I think it's slightly disappointing that she won't be recognized for what she's done. Cause right. she beat both men's and women's FKT. Yeah. For yeah. That, that yeah the event. previous <laughs> fastest times were nine days 10 hours and 44 minutes and then 10 days 18 hours in 2021 two men did it and uh yeah she she crushed it nine days eight hours and 23 minutes there's actually a part of that trail where you need to hike you need to hike for more than 20 miles through miles. the grand canyon yeah it's crazy yeah. she right. hiked 24 miles with her bike on her back wow right yeah yeah <laughs> the backpack thing she has yeah it's amazing cool. yeah and yeah. she I think, you know, there's pictures of her, like, wrapping up slices of cheesecake, you know, like, fully... Like, she ate a pint of ice cream with a toothbrush <laughs> yeah, when she it, finished. Yeah, she rules. <laughs> she has rule. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, and it it sucks that they're not... I mean, it's great, right? We're talking about it. I think a lot of people are rightfully upset that she's not getting the recognition that she deserves to get. Um, whether or not that will change, I don't think it will. Like, the sort of old guard of cycling is I think maybe some of the worst things in cycling, right? Like the sort of older generation, right? We talked about unwritten rules earlier. People think that you should just like follow every rule or like, and not question anything, which to me is like everything I stand against in life, like question everything. Right. And like yeah. what she did is an amazing feat and she should be recognized yeah. for it. So, um, we here at the It's Just a Hill podcast recognize Lael Wilcox. We'll happily have her on or give her a t-shirt. She's or... very friendly. I made a note about it on Instagram, and she actually replied to my oh, that's and, amazing. Or my message and gave a few words of advice for endurance riding. So That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 We should do a ride with her. Yeah, we should. Lael, if you want to ride, hit <laughs> yeah. us up. Yeah, Lael, we'll ride anywhere. <laughs> um, I love ice cream. Hot, yeah, ice hot. cream's great. Cheesecake. Ziploc. Yeah bag of hot dogs and uh, <laughs> yeah. ball grinder in the top you two all sub, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it's like the uh if we stay in on the topic of pro cycling a sort of the end of the 2022 spring classics we were just watching some highlights from liege baston liege remco evnepool was the winner uh pretty exciting bad bad crash in there Juli julian alaphilippe went down pretty bad he had multiple rib fractures and a collapsed lung so that's not good um, but the grand tours are right around the corner. The Giro starts in just two weeks. Um, I know not everyone that rides bike might not, might watch, might not watch pro cycling, uh, which is okay to me. I like love pro cycling. I'm very excited for the Giro to start, uh, the Giro d'Italia. If you haven't heard of it, it's like the tour de France, but for Italy, mm. uh, there are three major grand tours every year. There's the tour of France, the tour of Italy, and uh, the tour of Spain, the Vuelta de Spain. De España. I don't have a good Spanish accent. Um, but yeah, the Giro's the, the next one up. It starts on May 6th. It goes through May 29th. Um, 20 stages over three weeks. It's been organized since 1909. And the last year's winner, Egon Bernal, will not be participating this year. We talked about him previously and his, like, his injuries. Um, yeah. um, but to us, on our level, more important than pro cycling, 
or events that we have coming up, right? So, Noah, you mentioned Greasy Joe's before. I think we're all doing do Greasy Joe's this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here in a second. I actually was looking at it uh, just the other day, but there are multiple routes for Greasy Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what is Greasy Joe's, Brian? Do you? How oh, would you describe Noah. it? No. Okay. No. How would you describe uh, it? Well, I know the, the, the history of Greasy Joe's. I've only done it once, so. Okay, you did it last year? I did it last year. It was my first time. Uh, cool. yeah, it used to be a NECT uh, event, which was the New England, is the New England cycling team out of Providence, oh, which okay. is still a semi-organized bike group. Yeah. Most of like cyclocross. Matt Giles, who, oh, okay. who yep. uh, hosts this, is yep. uh, a member of that, and it... <clears throat> was like tech, a bike reg event that was that was hosted in Rhode Island and then just because of complications with making it a proper sanctioned event it's become more of a grassroots right meetup right. um so greasy joe's was originally it's originally called greasy joe's because it started at greasy joe's at greasy joe's above big river on new london turnpike right which has since been moved to the what is greasy joe's it's a it's a garage it's an old garage okay across the street from a parking lot where right in big river yeah so it's a 52 mile 3,500 feet, 3,500 feet right. gravel grinder on basically uh, Rhode Island's uh, <laughs> wonderful dirt. <laughs> right. So it starts in in the Coventry, yeah. like uh, West Greenwich area, yeah. goes through Big River, connects to Arcadia, right? And then it hits some of the, the hard hitters in Arcadia, like Two Miles Smile, yeah. uh, Tanner Washout. So Two Miles Smile is called that because it's like a 1.8 mile section of basically an old riverbed. Right. Slightly uphill. It goes up Falls River Road, which is the only switchback in Rhode Island. Yep. And if you've ridden up that before, it's a steep dirt road. Yep. Tanner Washout is just like this baby or boulder, baby boulder head size, uh, just trail of just yeah. crap. And it's all washed <laughs> out right now. And That's then, how you know that people who ride off road are cooler than people who ride just on the road because they use terms like "there's the boulders the size of baby heads" and they don't like you know they, they don't you don't ever just like hang on it. It's just like yeah, there's boulders the size of baby heads and you're gonna yeah. go through that and then yeah, it's like I uh, and so you you mentioned the shorter. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the shorter. Yeah, it's the that's Hellraiser the loop. loop. Yeah, yeah right. Hellraiser is this new one which right. is just more bony stuff to ride through 82 yeah 82 miles, miles 5600 feet yeah. of climbing and i've been yeah. told by jason it runs almost at 90 was what it feels like uh, it feels like 90 miles yeah, yeah it feels like 90 miles right and 90 miles off road feels like a lot more than 90 <clears throat> miles on a, pa- a on paved day. road it's a long day it's a long day yeah. Yeah. cool parts about this event it's totally free right Great. uh there's limited support so there are two food stops i yep. believe and the nice part is if you show up and you want to do the hellraiser and suddenly halfway through you go, you know, I don't got it in me. They essentially mirror each other in some instances, and you can bail and get on the other. And get on the other one. And even last year, I did the classic with uh, Todd Gregory, who yep. is a South Kingstown resident, also mm-hmm. a very, very good mountain biker. And yep. he was whipping my, uh, <laughs> you know what, on the on the, ch- the chunky stuff, because I was pretty new to gravel at that point. But uh, yeah, it was still a day, and it took us like three and a half hours. Right. This is going to be a full 52, day. For the 52 Yeah, the 80, yeah. Are, we, are we all doing the 82? Yeah. 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 I couldn't. I could not do I got forty twos for my bike for that, so You got forty twos? I got forty two <laughs> growl kings. I'm yeah. still keeping my BMX tires on mine. <laughs> but yeah, like there are people who do on single there was a guy last year I was on a single speed and by the end we passed him on New London turn by going back and he was pretty defeated. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a, a long day. day. This yeah. is so yeah, I mean anyone's open to do this. It's it's May seventh. Uh official start time is between eight and eight AM and nine AM. 
Um, I'm, this podcast might come out the day of, so I'm not sure if you're listening to this now. It might be too, get on your put your bibs on right now <laughs> and drive to Hopkins Hill Road. Um, so, you, yeah, uh, go ahead. I was going to ask if you knew what the because there's a puzzle stop and a yeah. What is the puzzle stop? stop? You know stop? Uh, I don't is? know. That's a new addition, but what like the usually there's to solve a puzzle to continue. I'm on. not sure what what's up with that, but I know the other shop stop is a whis- there's a whiskey shot. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, which is if you do the classic loop, it's on Old Ten Round Road right before you go across the street to Blitz Creek. Cool. Um, and that's a good time. And then yeah, at the end, like if you hang around, everybody hangs around and talks with each other. And yeah. It's a good community. Yeah, to me, the puzzle stop seems like uh, Jigsaw is like setting this up. This seems like something out of the Saw franchise, huh. if you'd ask me. I mean, sure, it is the Hellraiser loop, which is like a pinhead reference. I'm looking at the route here in front of me, and um, this is how the beginning. This is the beginning of the description of the route. Open quotes. Suffer? How dare you use such a word? You know nothing of suffering. I exist only to share its meaning. Sin and suffering are my dominion. Perhaps it's time you learned a little of the matters you seek to manage. Close quote. Pinhead. Pinhead. From <laughs> so the Cenobite, Hellraiser Pinhead is the, the opening quote of this. It's going to be a painful day, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Reluctantly looking forward to it, but looking forward to it. The puzzle yeah. thing just reminds me of like heavyweights when they have to go through all those stations. <laughs> yes, yes. To move forward. You think we're gonna have to finish a puzzle to move I don't forward? Know. Or do you think it like gets you a bonus? It's like an extra whiskey shot, you know? Like I'm really curious. I'm very intrigued. I like that it is grassroots. I mean, obviously it's great that it's free. Uh registration for events just the price just keeps getting higher and higher. Sure, people need to put money in their pockets for organizing all this stuff, but um yeah, it's great that it's a free event and it's something that like has been going on for a while, right? Like people talk about it. It's sort of a, a local legend, if you will. It has its own laurel wreath on yeah. Uh, Strava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty brutal. But I think uh, the four of us and so a few others should be doing it together. And uh, Marcus, it, yep, is Mar- Brian doing it? I believe Brian, Brian St. Pierre will be doing it, um, yeah. and hopefully some others. Like, and you I'm know, assuming Jason. Jason's doing it. I think so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like it should be a lot of fun. As long as it's not pouring rain. Right. Yeah. I, I actually, nice I just wrote, Ar- was in Arcade yesterday. I kind of hope it rains <coughs> a day before because it's really sandy right now. Yeah. Do you think the rain will benefit? Yeah, it'll pack stuff down. It's mm. just like beach sand in yeah. a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, does anyone have any other events or, or things they're looking forward to? I'm Brian and Jeremy are running all the time, which yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they just ran. They <laughs> just gonna bring that up. They huh? went on a run yesterday, and so I just want to just we drag didn't go them on a run. You went we, on a run. We, we did a race. You participated we ran in, a, in race. a race. That's what <laughs> yeah. you went on a run. It just only, was long, and you had a number on. The, only, the same as going on a ride. The only runs I've done this year have been races. He's How got many the runs? <laughs> How many uh, have you done? Races two, two. Brian, you did two yeah, this I got year? like 35 miles long. Brian has like 50 miles. I thought we did three races this year. Yeah. Running races? You both did that Maybe yesterday. How are you feeling two. today? I felt Feel good. 10 miles? I felt pretty 10 stiff. 10 mile race. We had a 7.30 pace. Yep. And I finished eighth in my age group. Yeah, I finished eighth in my age group too. So. Nice. It was, it was good. We, it was a good pace. And then for some reason, we signed up for a half marathon this morning. 13.1 miles? Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's in that's June 25th in Bristol, Rhode Island. Mm. Yeah, I've run a lot. And we have half marathons. another race before that, May 22nd, which is the Harpoon Five Miler in Boston. That's cool. You get a harpoon at the end. 
Yeah. Yeah, they give couple. you a harpoon. You get to spear a fish. You have to. You actually have to catch a fish with it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how this started, honestly. How the running think, thing started? Yeah. Me either. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah. uh, I still like bikes way more. Yeah, I do too. I just think this year I kind of wanted to be more well-rounded. Sure. And... Um, I don't know. Just started doing it. I started running with like Meg a lot more because mm-hmm. she, her, and her dad do a lot of races. So yep. I think that was kind of, kind of like, cool to be able to do that with her. Also, Jeremy so. used to run a lot more often. Is that right? That was I, your, yeah, yeah, your go-to. That was my only cardio exercise. But I started doing that when I was, uh, uh, I don't know how old I was, but it was back in like 2017. I started running. Yeah. I got an Apple Watch and I wanted to start you know, getting better into shape and I just started, I started going out and I was doing 5k, three miles or so. And I just kind of worked up from there and I had, I was working with a couple people that, uh, participated in races. And I remember the, I remember the first time that one of the, one of the guys I worked with telling me about doing a half marathon and they were like, it's 13 miles. I was like, I could never do that. (laughs) Yeah. And now I got like, I have at least like 40 medals on my, my wall that show that, you know, you can do it. I can do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's fun. It's, I, I should run running all the time, but sure. That's what this podcast is all about. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it is like a good, easy workout, like throw shoes and shorts on. You don't even need to put a shirt on. Yeah. And in my case, like I don't have anything else. I have my watch. Yeah. No keys. Just leave my house and I just go for a run. We did sign up as it's just a hill for the half, yeah. Yeah. For nice. the half marathon. Nice. Yeah, we did. So got nice. a rep. Well, yeah, it's important. We got a place first um, in our age group. But yeah, as far and back to the, the sign up for the cost of things. Yeah. It's even with running, it's insane. Yeah. It is. It's also expensive. Yeah. The, like the the race we did yesterday, it was what seventy bucks, and we just got a shirt. Yeah, we we signed yeah. up kind of late. Too. Bananas, I heard there were and bananas. Bananas that weren't edible because they couldn't were even green. peel them. They were the color of that bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. To clarify, the bike is green. Yeah, the bike is very green. <laughs> that but, sucks. That sucks yeah. so much. So, yeah, I don't know. But the harpoon one seems cool. You get like beer and there's free food and stuff. So yeah, and yeah. it's in Boston. So Shit like that cool. is cool. But yeah. it's like downtown or something. Yeah, it goes yeah. like right through Seaport. Nice, that's cool. Um, as far as other events, I have something that's not an event. It's a, I'm planning on riding to my mom's house. You're the right. Second week of May from Providence. From Providence, it's 158 miles. Nice. Just around eight thousand feet of climbing, so it's not too bad uh-huh. per like per mileage. I guess. Have you have you made the route or anything? The route is made. Um, I've kind of been going over it a couple times, yeah. and I was just up there last weekend. And part of my drive is the route, so I was oh, cool. like, Meg was driving, and I had the Strava route. Open. And you were like, like watching oh, the right, dots. This is where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, weather pending. Yeah, she's going to drive up, and I'm going to leave at, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. and That's cool. Do you have to go through any, like, bigger metropolitan areas in Massachusetts? Like No, there's, like, Worcester. Yep. But I think that area is, like, rail trails. Oh, okay. There are some rail trails. It's, like, gravel bike surface. Oh, do- I'm bringing my lauf. Yep, cool. Because there's a lot of, there is a lot of road, but there's also, I tried to get as much gravel as I can. Nice. Just to like stay off the roads. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we'll see. My plan is May 13th, which I think mm. is a Friday. Yeah. And that's weather pending. I don't sure. want to do it if it's going to sure. be a shitty day or like if there's going to be a headwind the whole way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's literally, it's a, what is it? North, it's northeast the entire way. It's like a diagonal line. Yeah, yeah. So. How many miles again? 150? 158. Nice. That's a big good day. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm no I'm in no rush. So I'm just gonna Right, on the ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more gonna, about just like completing it. Right? right. Yeah. So that's my first like major ride for the year, I guess. Yep. That I All the planned. other rides, minor. <laughs> well, until we do some two hundreds or whatever. Right. That's something that we've been talking about, the four of us specifically, doing a two hundred mile ride this year. Um I'd love to do it. Noah Noah said to me, uh, I want to do a 200-mile ride. Sometimes 100-mile rides psych me out, so I think in order to sort of break out of that pattern, I should do a 200-mile ride. They psych you out as in, like, they're too uh, long? I just like a road sentry for whatever reason, just like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, yeah, because I think it's daunting. Like, to me, when you say running a half marathon, to me, that's daunting, 13.1 miles. Like, how long would that take? Uh, well, it takes me, I'm kind of bragging. Yeah, yeah, please do. If we held that pace yesterday, it'd be like an hour and a half-ish. Not. Hour and 40. My fastest half was like, uh, 7.30 pace, and it was like one, it was like 140. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so like, we've all exercised for that long. That's like a 30-mile bike I rode my bike 96 miles today. I rode my, for like, it was like four and a half-ish hours, right? But like. But there's no freewheeling. No, there's no freewheeling. We're sitting down. Unless you get Heelys. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Is or there a rule in running you can't have heelys? Or you're pushing a baby cart and you get to jump on oh, the yeah. back. <laughs> What's easier, running uphill or running downhill? Down. Up. Fuck you. I like that. <laughs> no. I would have said up because I feel like down... Down well, it's harder on your... Right? Yeah, I guess down it's hurts. No, I used to run a lot. Yeah, I'd say downhill. You'd I say mean, downhill? Uphill, sorry. That's true. Yeah. Down, I always had bad, bad knees now. You had so. like a five-minute mile, five mile, you said, didn't you? Oh, uh, I don't know. 520? I think you told me something the other day. I used to run 8Ks for cross country at like oh, okay. 520 pace. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. But no more. You don't run Was uh, I with ever or without heels. I have a pair of Hoka trail shoes that I run with every <laughs> once in a while when I, yeah. I don't know, I just like feel bored. With right. Running, running in the woods trail seems, seems to be the most, fun, pr- yeah. Uh, yeah, for me seems like it would be the most fun. Except for That's like, how I started out. Yeah. Probably yeah. a higher potential of rolling an ankle or something or. Yeah, probably. Because just because of. Stuff, roots, yeah, it's rocks. just more engaging though, which is yeah. fun. It's like oh, I right. why I like mountain biking so much. Yeah, right, right. More to focus on. Yeah, yeah, more to focus on. Yeah. There should be more trail run events. Mike, yeah, Mike really Galoob used to be the oh yeah. yeah, yeah, big guy. Yeah, they used to do a trail race. I think they still do it at Berlin Game trail running race. And Overland oh. just did. Oh yeah, Overland just announced a trail run. Oh yeah, pretty did, crazy I did the, too. <laughs> I did their half mile. Up no, not run. that. <laughs> it's like in May. It's actually Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, but it's oh, like. Nice. I think it was like 3,000 feet of climbing or something. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. It was like intense. It's already sold out, but um, there's a couple different ones. I could be a little bit off with the elevation, but I know it was pretty intense. Yeah, so there is, uh, it's 50, over 15 miles and 3,300 feet. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The best in Windsor, Vermont, West Windsor, Vermont. So, yeah, when they first announced this, I thought it was going to be like part of the Overland Cycling Weekend. Yeah. And it's not. It's in, like you said, it's, it's just it's, it's Monday, Day. May 30th. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, yeah, there's a 15 mile option and a. Um, oh, it was also a six, six mile. Yeah, which I yeah. think is 1,200 feet or something. Mm. Yeah. So. That's cool. Bless you. Thank you. Are they still doing the the little trail run for Overland? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So that's something that you, now Overland is something that we're all doing this yeah. year. Um, no, you've done so it before. Exciting. I did it last what, year. What yeah. was the trail run that was in, involved with that? Oh, uh, they like made it out to be this whole mile run, and then uh, I forget what the guy's name who hosts the event uh, did partook also. But you basically ran like three quarters, not even three quarters of a mile up the ski mountain that it's a uh, scutney out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun, and it was just for fun. Yeah, this was people for, were just like yeah, because yeah. it's a fun like weekend. People are sort yeah. of partying, hanging out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Overland should be fun. I'm I think so, that's, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <coughs> um, any other like events or or like things that we are trying to like push ourselves to do? Like Brian, big 150 mile ride. We're all gonna try to ride 200 miles. Noah, is there anything like that? Just like you're trying to do this year on your bike or like adventuring or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I have two big events that I've decided to put on my calendar. The one first one is called 24 Hours of Great Glen which yep. is a 24-hour mountain bike race in, in New Hampshire. Uh, and then I was very fortunate a few weeks ago to do a mountain bike trip out west in, in yeah. Utah. And there's actually a, another 24-hour race out there Oh, cool! where we were mountain biking that I think I'm going to try and save up a bit to get a plane ticket for and fly out there and race. So what are the logistics of a 24-hour race? That's is that you by yourself? Is that is that is there? It's uh, loops. It's loops. Yeah, and that's what I was actually kind of asking. Like, well, yeah. Cox, like, yeah. Or like, I guess you know, you watch like her Lachlan Morton or something. Right. These 40-hour bike rides, and you're like, what right. Are you do what's the <laughs> point of all this? Right. But uh, yeah, like it's funny. I made that mention about how the 100-mile road ride really like yeah. gets to me. Like I can ride the mountain bike for for days if i needed to but yeah yeah, yeah. what yeah, do you so. mean by loops it's like it's like a so one the, big loop yeah it's like an eight mile loop the great glen so you can do oh, and you do it for 24 hours yeah and you can do teams um or you can do individual wild right wow. yeah so and you might not ride for the full 24 you don't get hours like sick of the same thing <clears throat> probably get in, the, probably get in the zone yeah. get in the groove get sick of it sometimes yeah. sometimes i get sick of my bike just on a 50 mile ride yeah you know just even if it's just like mentally for a second right it doesn't happen often but sometimes you're like why the fuck am i doing this you know yeah (laughs) yeah that's what's really funny (laughs) is like i was watching that ef one of the ef videos recently where lachlan morton was doing oh gb dura i think yeah he was towards the end of it and he was just like what am i doing out here like i have a wife and like other responsibilities and then like you come and i got this from when i did the north south trail challenge like towards the end of it which was like 18 and a half hours of bike riding, you just kind of like get to this point where you're like, there's nothing else I need to be doing right now. Like, this is what I should be doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like when you sort of strip everything else away, right? It's something that Brian and I talked about when we went bikepacking. It was like, that's all you cared about. You woke up in the morning and it was like, what are you going to do today? Yeah. Like, obviously, we we needed to eat and find a place to sleep, but it was just like, just ride. Like, there were no other responsibilities. Yeah. um, Which is very freeing, you know, because like... Something that we talked about on the last roundtable episode when Jared was here was like balancing your life with cycling, right? Like we are not professional cyclists. We all have full-time jobs. No, you're a full-time student, right? Like there's a lot of things like going on in our lives that like you really sit back and you're like, you can be like, oh, what the, like, what, what am I doing with yeah. my time? But then to me, it's like rewarding, you yeah. know? And like, 
I'm not necessarily trying to be the fastest out there or the strongest out there, but to me, it's like big, big for like my mental health and just like escapism a little bit. Yeah. So I think like, I don't know, yeah. Jeremy, you like, what, like, do you ever have times where you're like, ah, I don't want to ride my bike anymore? Or is it always like bring you the same type of happiness, like no matter what type of ride it is or? Uh, well, recently, uh, when I say recently, over the past year since I've been riding more consistently uh i feel like i have a better head you know mindset when it comes to riding um because i've already i've already told myself that i'm trying to ride as much as i can this year and like uh from now on out yeah and i've made some like different career changes and i'm trying to like I'm trying to set myself up so i don't so like i can focus on the things that i like to do like cycling or just being active in general and not regret, you know, um, spending so much time doing that. I'm really just, I, the rest of my life, I just want to relax and do what I want to do. Right. A good balance. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying, uh, when I'm riding, I'm not questioning like what I'm doing, Yeah. but it's not like, um, it's not like I never regret riding my bike no matter, I never regret doing anything active. Yeah. I've never once like gotten done with something and like shit i shouldn't have done that yeah even if i hurt myself like i hurt myself yesterday uh well i thought i hurt myself uh from running my knee was just fucked up like every time every other time i run mm-hmm. and i didn't regret that at all i actually felt like it was rewarding sure that I super accomplishing right yeah oh you felt it was rewarding that you hurt yourself yeah it, yeah I, I don't know i i <laughs> no, I, I mean know. i like that's sure. a, a positive way of looking at it though right yeah yeah what's that when you like this enjoy guy's it? got some kinks <laughs> yeah what's what's that when you're, you're a masochist enjoy? masochist <laughs> yeah. that's what it is yeah, 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 yeah. I, maybe it's like a masochist thing but i i associate like being beat like the feeling of being beaten up with um like a good feeling you know, yeah. it hurts. Like it hurts to walk down the we stairs. We know what we're doing when the episode's over. <laughs> Kicking Jeremy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gang up on Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, stop no, it. please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no, don't hit me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I, I like I like I like the feeling. It's like a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, uh, it's to, like putting yourself through like a shitty or like the Greylock ride. Yeah, like doing something like that. Right. You can only grow Feel. through discomfort. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't have to do it. Pushing your boundaries. You, you put your body through it, and then when right. you finish, you're like, that was sick. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Feel great about it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot There's a lot of, you know, times in my life where uh, I had agreed to do things or, like, um, you know, signed up, not really signed up, but uh, agreed to do things that I wasn't too excited about or, like, something that I would regret, but whenever i sign up for a race like a bike race or a running race i'm like actually excited to do it yeah you know i'm looking yeah. forward to it right like right. all all last weekend and or ever since i like signed up for the the running race that we did yesterday i was like actually looking forward to it right i was having nightmares about like um like missing not, it or yeah, something or your it. alarm not going off right? i actually i had a dream where i uh i had actually run the race but I didn't remember running it, and I was like so sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know, it's weird. It's like the only it's um, just doing these physical activities. Um, yeah, I I enjoy it. You know, it's, yeah. I I know that it's like what I should be doing because I feel that way about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. To, 
to go off a little comic relief on about the race yesterday, there was a moment after we finished where the inflatable finish and start. <laughs> arch, oh yeah, yeah. The generator died. Oh, and it deflated. Ran out of gas. It so it, so it was like in the way over the finish line, and oh, every, people God. that were finishing had to like dodge under it. And oh, then there was like God. five guys holding it up like this, <laughs> while the guys filling it with gas because the like generator's dying. It, to start it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. They're yelling, "Hurry, <laughs> hurry up! It's closing." <laughs> You gotta better finish the race before the inflatable thing yeah, comes out, and that doesn't the time count. Limit, yeah, yeah, you have to finish it before yeah. it drops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, I'm just like looking forward to just like riding with you guys more, just like riding with friends more. You know, yeah. it's like we the it's just a hill is like not quite a year old. Our first group ride was in May of of 2021, so it's like wow. we're. I feel like we sort of like. We were starting to hit a hitting a stride like later in the season, right? And now it's just like continuing to grow this year and like doing more like day trips and events and like grassroots things like Greasy Joe's. Like that's what I want to do with the club, right? Is like put together an event and just like have it start at some random parking lot and like give people like grill up a bunch of hot dogs at the end or something, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, it's about the community and like the conversation and going in the, and then it's sort of that like camaraderie of like doing it together right like the yeah. three of us not to leave you out jeremy but you bragged enough earlier um <laughs> we we did Greylock together right and like the like doing it together was such like a a push yeah. that had i just signed or had neither of you signed up for it i probably wouldn't have signed up for it either you know what i mean yeah there's yeah. a good kenyan proverb related to running but if you want to go yeah if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together mm. wow beautiful so, i love that that makes sense should have ended the episode on that. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's not going to get much better than that. <laughs> no, we can edit it. Yeah, I'll Look just put it in end. again. Look yeah. at more proverbs. Yeah. Yeah, does anyone think of another good proverb before we get out of here? I don't know. Read the uh, classic loop description from Jason, and maybe that'll be a good way to... <laughs> is there a classic loop description? I'm going to pull that this up here. fucking sucks. Um, is there anything else anyone would like to talk about? Anything that they're looking forward to or, like, message they want to spread or anything before we get out of here as I pull up the classic loop? I'm just excited for warm weather. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. It's, it's here-ish. Yeah. Warm weather and... Uh, yeah, just riding. I want to do. I want to do. I definitely want to try to do more gravel this year. Yeah. Um, and just like get better at that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Bikes. Just ride bikes. How do you find a loop easily on desktop? You don't. I'm gonna have to go on my phone. Wow. Okay. Is it on f the Facebook description? Oh man. Is oh. that what you mean? Oh, I'm just joking. I don't know. Oh, actually, like, <laughs> oh shoot. I just thought it would be some like cynical thing. <laughs> I hope it is. Like, I really hope it is. Um, the Facebook description is pretty. The or the Facebook event page, I think, is it has a pretty good description. I also like love the image of it. It's like the funniest like guy with like a stick and bindle. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, course details. Both loops will not be marked, and there are no cue sheets as we are lazy. Hence, you have to follow the unmarked route using a GPS. Um, no top tube stickers? What the hell? Greasy Joe's an adventure challenge ride that rambles on the paved gravel, double, single track, and primitive, primitive unmaintained roads of Rhode Island. You may have to dismount for the more challenging primitive surface types. Yeah. Ride is calling for cross, gravel, flat bar, mountain bike. Noah, what kind of bike are you going to ride? My Grace. Your Grace. Yeah. yeah. You think there'll be people there on mountain bikes? 
Yeah, yeah, some people do. Yeah, that's what it was like when I did the mixtape a couple weeks ago. Like there were people on full suspension mountain bikes, yeah. and they crushed it there on was... those single track sections. Oh, but yeah, they, they hit the road. One of the paves yeah. during Overland. So last year at Overland, it started raining like five seconds before the start, and it oh, just yeah. poured for the first probably. 25 miles or so yeah. and uh we were going down this pave section there's one guy on a mountain bike and he definitely was a downhill mountain biker because he just went <laughs> like flying right by us yeah is that the guy that was you said there was a guy yelling like flying by people oh no that was a guy that was like yelling because his brakes weren't working around a oh. corner and it went flying <laughs> by us and just like slid into the dirt and Jesus. crashed yeah wow. it was chaos I did see one pair of sunglasses at the mixtape, and it reminded me of your story of oh, Overland, yeah. where people just like had their sunglasses all over the yeah, side. But it went from like, I mean, there must have been twelve hundred people from a dirt road to like pave single track, yeah, downhill craziness in a mile. They changed that or two, year, right? and yeah, there were just like Roca sunglasses just <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were just cursing and yelling at each other. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm not an aggressive person, but I was like, "Keep riding your bike." <laughs> 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 we, we all stop. We might as well just stand here for a little while and hang out. Jeez. Um. So yeah, great episode. Thank you all very much. Thanks, um, Thank I'd you. like to. I will. I will close with one more quote from Pinhead here. Uh, that is part of the classic loop description. Uh, open quotes, unbearable, isn't it? The suffering of strangers, the agony of friends. Closed quote. That's also Pinhead. So thank you, Pinhead. Uh, thank you, Greasy Joes. And uh, thank, thank, thank you for listening or watching. And thank you three for, for being here as the moderator of this podcast. And <laughs> I hope you think of me more than just a moderator. Um, okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs>